It's no secret that eating fruits and vegetables can have all sorts of benefits. But when you take a step back and see how many fruits and vegetables you're supposed to eat every day, it can be overwhelming. That's why countless people across the country have started their journey to better eating habits with Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is the easiest and fastest way to get the equivalent of all the recommended fruits and vegetables into your diet on a daily basis. With a unique blend of 31 different fruits and vegetables specifically chosen to help prevent lifestyle disease, Balance of Nature provides you with the whole natural nutrition you need to keep your body working at its very best. See why people all over are taking Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com for more information or to place your order. Shipping is always free. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code KATE. At last, the Constitution is finished. But if a super-duper big tragedy happens, this entire document goes out the window. Said no founding father ever. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Attorney General Mark Burnovich says Tucson's vaccine mandate for city employees is illegal. Burnovich's decision today gives Tucson 30 days to repeal the mandate or lose millions of dollars in state funding. He cites a state law approved this summer banning local governments from mandating vaccines for their employees, which doesn't take effect until later this month. The Tucson City Council voted six to one to pass the mandate for all city employees, including police. Money, 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 money. That's all I ever hear in this house. Heal the mandate or lose millions of dollars in state funding. Heal the mandate or lose millions of dollars in state funding. Oh, it's always about the money. States <laughs> get money and then they want you to get mandated for a vaccine and then they get more money. <laughs> Shucker. Ah, welcome back. Last hour on a Wednesday. Thank goodness we're officially halfway through our week and we even got a day off. Isn't that nice? Uh, welcome back. And I've got Susan with me. So, you know, the hour is going to be incredible. And Melissa was incredible. And I'm so glad she went back to that Northwoods document, Operation Northwoods from 19, I think it was 1962 or 63, uh, 63, that talked about, um, you know, having a whole plan um, where it talked about, hey, we could use a decoy plane, we could blame some people for shooting it down, and we could involve Cuba in a war if we switch out the planes and a drone actually flies to the destination and no one will know because the people can land at the Air Force Base and no one will be the wiser, and then we can pull off this plan. So deceptive. Such malice. Such intention. This was the Joint Chiefs of Staff to Kennedy, and Kennedy said no. Kennedy died in that same year, and uh, obviously, uh, in 1963. And then um, 
uh, um, Project Northwoods finally came out, right, decades later. We get to learn about their little, little plan to shoot down a plane of college students. They don't matter. Or just a plane full of people. It doesn't matter who they are. Bah, no biggie. If it can get us into a war, kind of sounds like a 9-11 in Iraq, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, geez. Um, it's sick. And so thank you, Melissa. And of course, uh, Susan, we have so much to talk about geofencing. What happened with the ACLU? What happened with the death? You know, I was just reading Lord Young's daughter died. Uh, he had this daughter late in life. And um, she took the second dose. It's the only thing she's done different. All of a sudden had a headache three months later. So they're saying, oh, it's not vaccine associated. Of course, they won't even look, but uh, died suddenly of a, you know, a lot of deaths from the vaccines. And you were, we were, we were just talking off the air about one. Did you want to talk yes, about this one? Yes, because I missed this in June of this year. Joel Kalman, the 54-year-old Oracle software developer who actually designed the CDC vaccine tracking system, got his second mRNA shot and died. He designed the tracking system for for Oracle. For, wait, which one? Yes, he mm-hmm. uh, he actually tweeted to his followers that he'd received his first shot and then created a VSafe, a smartphone-based tool to remind others to get theirs too. So this was in addition to the CDC vaccine tracking system that he had created. And a month later, right on schedule, he received his second injection and subsequently died, prompting Oracle and the mainstream media to immediately declare that he had died from COVID. Okay. So it's it's tragic that we're losing such amazing people. It is. Because undoubtedly he was brilliant and felt like he was doing the right thing. But he and wasn't, but the cost <laughs> and the consequence. The yes. He, well, yes. You know. But there you go. Something that kind of slipped under the radar yeah. and that we didn't really hear about. Yeah. Or the presidents of the countries who did not want the vaccine suddenly dying of COVID and no one had seen them for months, you know, those kinds of stories. That's kind of always fun to to peruse. Um, the ones that were um, t- saying, no, you cannot bring that shot full of junk and experimental shot to my country. That eh, gone. Um, all right, so didn't that happen to three of them, four of them? Anyway, uh, it's just amazing. So let's look at geofencing. Let's talk about that, shall we? Yes, because we had read about it um, earlier before actually the, the election, mm-hmm. and it was uh, dealing with Donald Trump and how he was able to get out certain voters and kind of convert them. And what they realized is that there was a technology where you could take a group of people, so whatever satellite or mechanism they use, as soon as people say go to a church, this was the example in the New York Times, um, the it would uptake all of their cell phone information and their contacts, and then they could sort through that data and say, okay, these are all the people who showed up at the church. What do we know about them? How can we kind of use them? Um, so it's, it's a widely known and understood thing right now, and it's being done by public, private companies, private. So they're out in the public, mm-hmm. private companies. So you can actually sign up and get the data Right. So as it turns out, there is one of my favorite groups. It's called True the Vote. And it was a woman who started it seven years ago, Catherine Engelbright. And she's this article out of Breitbart said Mm -hmm. that she has been conducting 
a months-long massive and clandestine voter fraud investigation into the 2020 presidential election. And that document is going to be coming out. She's already circulated it among donors. Mm-hmm. And what she was able to get, um, they spent last year collecting 27 terabytes of right. geospatial and temporal data, a total of, listen to this, 10 trillion cell phone pings. Wow. Pings, 10 trillion between October 1st and November 6th in targeted areas in Georgia, Arizona, Mm -hmm. Michigan, and Wisconsin. So this is the geofencing. Somebody crosses into an area that they're looking at and it picks up the pings. Right. Um, It included points of interest like ballot drop box locations, as well as UPS stores and select government commercial and non-governmental NGO facilities. She says, from this, we have thus far developed precise patterns of life for 242 suspected ballot traffickers in Georgia and 202 traffickers in Arizona. True the Votes document said, according to the data, each trafficker went to an average of 23 ballot drop boxes. Wow. <laughs> they must have been on bicycles oh or hoofing my it. Oh, gosh. 23. So these are the ballot harvesters. Um, They were able to take cell phone ping data on a mass wide scale and piece together that several people were making multiple trips to multiple Mm -hmm. drop boxes. Now, this is not supposed to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And they were saying this is actually a criminal enterprise, the way the pattern showed that it was being done. Mm -hmm. So while True the Vote had started out initially to clean up voter rolls, right? And just simply compare Social Security death index sure. to voter rolls. And okay. you would think that she was well, asking for all no. hell to break loose. <laughs> how dare we do that? We can do a vaccine passport, but how dare we compare how many people living, right? How many people living to how many people can vote? I know. I know. I, I that bet. would be, I mean, brilliant, truly. Yeah. <laughs> Too and, much and, to ask. And cross-reference the names. I mean, it's available data. But she said, um, this is this is a word I've never heard before. The document states, True the Vote has obtained one full petabyte of surveillance footage and drop boxes, two million minutes of video, which it says is broken into 73,000 individual video files. And now they're going through those and mapping those out. She said, here's the quote, we are building out video stories and have compiled videos of individuals stuffing ballot boxes with stacks of ballots, individuals depositing ballots in multiple drop boxes, unauthorized coordination between government workers, oh my gosh, (laughs) engaged in the exchange of ballots and several other tranches of video that capture unusual patterns, such as the wearing of gloves to deposit ballots, taking pictures of ballot deposits. So that was the video is from Georgia, incidentally, but they're working on video from other states. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, this whole thing is starting to come together. And what I appreciate about Catherine Engelbright Mm -hmm. is that she had questions about how elections were run. run. So she uh, volunteered to work an election. And when she saw was so mortifying, the fraud, Mm -hmm. the sloppiness, that she said, hey, I wanna, I'm going to start this organization. Well, people have to remember what happened to this woman. Right. She had a company with her husband. They had 30 employees. She started attending tea party meetings. Um, she 
signed up for the IRS for tax-exempt status. And as soon as she did that, the FBI came knocking on her door and asked her about somebody who may have been at one of her meetings. And, well, it wasn't anybody, and so that kind of Mm -hmm. dropped. But then the IRS showed up to conduct an on-site audit of both their businesses and their personal returns. Spontaneous, out of the blue, showed up. She said, what struck us odd about that is the lengths that the auditor went to. Seemed like some kind of error. She wanted to Mm -hmm. go out and see our farm, count our cattle. I mean, she said it was three days. Bizarre. Very bizarre, but it got worse. So the FBI continued just showing up, more inquiries in June, November, December, asking Mm -hmm. if there was anything to report. They asked her, they sent her a document that had hundreds of questions for her to get this IRS approval, and they wanted to know, requested, they requested, oh, this was the IRS, every Facebook post and tweet she had ever written. What? Yes. Yes. This is how it all started for her, and now look where it's ending up, because they have filed um, criminal complaints. Then... The ATF showed up an unscheduled audit of their machine shop because they had a class seven license, which allowed them to make components for guns, but they'd never done that. Mm-hmm. She said they were there for five or six hours poking around the ATF. Jeez. Then that was February in July. OSHA showed up. Okay. OSHA looked around and said, um, this is the wrong seatbelt on this tractor and find them the 20- wrong seatbelt. Yes, find them $25,000. And so they got that down to $17,000. But, you know, that really hurt them. Mm-hmm. Then Barbara Boxer, remember her, Senator Boxer from California, mm-hmm. turned on her, started writing intimidating letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Representative Elijah Cummings attacked her. Um, Jeez. It went on and on. <laughs> We're going to... Yeah, we're going to come right back. We're going to come right back. Susan's on with me, and uh, we have so much to talk about. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Working for the man every night. And I never lost one minute of sleep And I was worrying about the way the thing might have been Big wheel, keep on turning Ooh, the proud Mary keep on burning And we're rolling Welcome back rolling, yeah. <laughs> I bet you wish I would just play this song Just to kind of <laughs> give you a break from the news <laughs> Well, I can't, uh, but I wish I could. Uh, welcome back, Kate Daly Show, and of course, uh, get over to Balance of Nature. What a fantastic supplement! And if you're not taking it, you should. You know, I've realized how many things are going to be hitting us, and we're going to have a really, I think, bad fall in winter, only because I think that the vaccine. This is personal opinion, Kate. Uh, I think the and talking with many doctors, I think that the vaccine is giving off. Um, some things, uh, the spike proteins that um, are affecting us. And I think we're going to see a lot more illness because of it. Yeah, the vaccinated. 
They're blaming us. Well, I blame them. Um, anyway, I uh, just wanted you guys to know that you need to get healthy. Be, be, be taking some things to make you make you healthy. And Balance of Nature is a perfect product. So make sure that you go to balanceofnature.com. I highly recommend this. I did my homework, and this by far was the best one. And for the price, you can't even believe for the price, because it was the lowest price out of all of them, too. And I thought, wow, that is amazing. So balanceofnature.com, 31 fruits and vegetables a day, wonderful fiber drink that goes with it, helps lower cholesterol, helps stop the cravings, all these... All those wonderful things helps balance the blood sugar. I mean, it's just doing a tremendous thing in the body. These things together, uh, I'd get both um, and uh, make sure that you're getting balance of nature. Just put in the code Kate. Go to balanceofnature.com. Put in the code Kate. You're going to get 35 percent off, and you're going to get uh, free shipping. So it's a it's a it's a fabulous deal. And just make sure you're doing it because I'm telling you, I would order extra. I have extra on hand. Order extra. And uh, I just think that we really need to concentrate on that right now. Um, Susan. All right. Let's go. Yes. Shall we? Okay. Oh, oh I just wanted to uh, say that um, Catherine Engelbright, to conclude, um, True the Vote, she stuck with this. And her husband said, you know, if they thought she was going to back down, they picked the wrong person because she didn't back down. And they hired these three teams to go through the raw data and surveillance. And they have been in contact with federal and state law enforcement to let them know so far what they found. And what is so different and devastating about this is this just isn't whistleblowers coming forward to say, I did this, or I was told to do this, or I saw this. This is the cell phone data and surveillance video, which could lead to much more drastic law enforcement or political pressure on our political leaders Mm -hmm. if law enforcement refuses to do anything. So she has created this thing, which... If she can do this, don't you think the NSA would be able to do this? (laughs) And it's really quite remarkable because the intelligence teams in the military that handle voting around the world, voting surveillance for other countries, Mm -hmm. is in Arizona at Fort Huachuca. They have a quantum computer to crunch data. And here you have somebody who has independently done this. So her conclusions may not result in law enforcement taking action but if enough people recognize and understand and just like melissa was saying the outcry the people rise Mm -hmm. up vocally right to say are you kidding we're looking at the data this is hard data just like in those stupid Mm -hmm. crime shows where the person is there at the crime scene with their cell phone and they insist they're innocent You know, this is really a lot of smoking guns. Right, right. Petabytes. And can't ignore it. Petabytes. Right. That's right. So we're moving along. Things that have never happened before are now happening. And I give her so much credit because she cared so much at the beginning when people cared it was the Tea Party, but you have to care at an extremely high level to pursue this to this length. This is caring and taking action. And the rest of us, boy, these are the leaders that have popped up and shown the courage to do these kind of things and to take the heat. She actually went and testified in front of Congress and said, this has been happening to us and our family, right. this kind of persecution. They've got lawsuits going with sure. Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got all sorts of things happening on their website at True the Vote. So it, I get their newsletter that comes in the mail 
it's got excellent information and you can then cooperate and find out what you can do in your state because other people have to care this much. Let's follow a leader who cared enough to take it to this length. So she said actually that um, our, our elections are kind of unique in the world because they're kind of so loosely mm-hmm. done right. in other countries. Like Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you show ID, right. you get the purple finger, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And you have to, it's, it's structured. Ours is you kind of waltz in in some places and you don't have to show ID. We're mailing in ballots now by mm-hmm. the millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, it, it does make but, it unique. Well, it's funny because the politicians seem to be all over this idea. You know why? Because they, they assured people that this will just improve the ability for everyone to be incredibly lazy and just do it from home. <laughs> and so they kept saying, well, the numbers will rise. The numbers will rise. Okay, the rising numbers are a lot of fraud. They're a lot of fraud. But it seemed, though, to me personally, that the politicians that were all for this idea that I knew were just excited about bigger numbers, but not the quality of those numbers. It's, it's baffling, I know, but that's what I found. Well, no, that's, that's actually true because simultaneously there's been another private effort by um, Liz Harris and her group, and this is uh, Seth Keschel, who was part of the Cyber Symposium. They did independent canvassing. Now, canvassing means you go to people's doors and you say, did you vote so that mm-hmm. we can check and make sure your vote arrived. Right. What they found in Maricopa County, Arizona is, and they just announced this, 173,000 lost votes and 96,000 ghost votes, meaning ballots that showed up with names and addresses, but that didn't match any real people. And then people they talked to who said, absolutely, I voted, and their vote never showed up or was counted. So this discrepancy, they did this so Mm -hmm. that the state would sponsor their own canvassing and right. spend the big money. Right. And the reason they had to do this at all was because the state dug in its heels and said, we don't want to do canvassing because it'll intimidate people to go to their doors. Canvassing is the only way you're ever going to know if the people in the houses match the ballots that came and showed up. Mm-hmm. And until lots of states do this, lots of this on this scale is just Epic. We are living in an epic time. Right. And it's because now we're made aware in the past, we never understood it at this level. And now our eyes are being opened. And it's incredible. <laughs> it is. It's, it's almost like it feels this way anyway. So much like a landslide this last two years. Just yeah. a landslide. A landslide of information, a landslide of cover-ups, a landslide of the crazy just so much so it's overwhelming today i'm feeling that overwhelm yeah i i a lot of times i can keep it at bay but today i'm feeling it for some reason and it is it's it's uh it's toxic i mean it's it's when they say a swamp in dc when they say pharma companies are in a swamp i mean that's laughable because it's so much deeper and darker and it's really hard for good people to imagine how deep and dark it really is we just don't we don't like to assess evil because we're not capable of evil. So it's really hard for us. That's right. And we just keep getting mind blown by it. 
<laughs> it's like, I don't know how many more times, like even talking to Melissa and thousands and thousands of times they've poisoned us. They've used us for guinea pigs. They've done things. You've got, you've got the crimes taking place and the treason and all of these things and crimes against humanity. And you just feel like what in the world? But we should have assessed that the evil would be this dark. That's right. We should have, we should have been ready for that. I don't know why we always act so shocked. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, because it is deeper and darker and it's Machiavellian, the twisted way of thinking. And what came to mind is because, you know, I grew up in Chicago for part of my childhood and they always talked about the Chicago machine and Obama came from that machine. Well, Mm -hmm. really what it is is a government mafia. Right. So now we have a government mafia with its tentacles all in these systems. Right. And that is what we are now seeing. The, the scales are falling from our eyes. But the push is on. And I wanted to make this point that the national Democrats in D.C. are trying to pass some form or another of a federal election takeover plan, whether it be H.R. 1, S. 1 or a new push for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, mm-hmm. uh, which was H.R. 4. And this effort Got, was failed and stalled out, mm-hmm. but uh, it was the filibuster that prevented it. So they are hardcore pushing right. to get their control of this so that these reforms don't happen, so that the Catherine Engelbreits of the world don't rise up right. and say, no more, we will hold you accountable, we will reveal your uh, malfeasance and sins <laughs> to the daylight, right? Oh, good heavens. Yes, it's happening. And so to that extent, this feels really good. I love the story. It makes me really, really mm-hmm. just appreciative that there's people right. who do this and have the courage and the, right. the guts and the grit. Those people inspire me too. That's they really right. do. Um, and well, there are people and there's protests going on all over the country. I wish people realized this. And I'm talking, I have a reel I'll play tomorrow um, from some of the bigger ones um, all over the country. People are fighting. People are going, wait a minute, what's happening in my country? Oh, my gosh. You know, this is this is so good. There's some really good news. Yeah. 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 Because as dark as it is, this is what is rising up. And we've never seen it before on this on this scale. The Tea Party was kindergarten by comparison now to what is going on. Mm -hmm. And it's in part because we are able to communicate in so many platforms, even though we're frozen out of Twitter, frozen out of Facebook to a large extent, there's these other platforms. Telegram, I find, is very, very useful. Now, some people are on Gab, some people are on Getter, Mm -hmm. G-E-T-T-R. So this this cross-pollination of information... right has helped do two things. It's kind of weeded out some of the the crazy bots that mm-hmm. show up to say crazy stuff. And then it's really um, consolidated a lot of information for people that they just could never have gotten on their own. Right. It comes together. And you have a lot of leaders like um, Professor Clements, who was at the Cyber Symposium. Mike mm-hmm. Lindell is doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. And you just think, wow, this is... Uh, a tidal wave. Yeah, it is a tidal wave. Oh my gosh, for sure. And people you ask me all the time, you would, you would not believe how much I get this question. How do you know what's true? How do you know where to look? You guys, I think, I think spiritual skills at this point are, are 
they're so imperative that we can be able to know what truth feels like and what lies feel like. And we're going to have to use spiritual skills to decipher what's going on because there's so much. There's so much. We better sharpen those skills. That's all I can say. Get right with God, whatever you need to do, but just make sure that we are sharpening the skills to be able to really listen and see. You know, it's like coming on, it's like coming across somebody who's just real dark. You know what I mean? And then you come across somebody that just feels like light, that you can just tell they're just a good person, you know? It's having that skill to be able to see these things. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with one of the most important commercials that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last eight months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, now you can help in a couple ways. First, get everyone you know to go to my new media platform, frankspeech.com. There you'll find all the footage from my cyber symposium and many other important broadcasts. Also, I am personally doing a new daily live show to get the truth out. It's at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Secondly, I'm offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only available on frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down Just before it rained And rode us all the way into New Orleans I pulled my harpoon Out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues When she whopper slapping time we sang every song that Java knew. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing. I mean, nothing, honey, if it ain't free. Isn't that the truth? Wow. All right. Love it. Love the words. Anyway, welcome back. I've got Susan with me and uh, Susan, um, get over to my pillow, <laughs> order up sheet sets, 49 bucks. Yeah. We both have the sheet sets and they're amazing. <laughs> you love yours. I love mine. I mean, it's just like they're out of control. So 49 bucks is like huge. I mean, 66% off go to mypillow.com, but you got to put in the code word Kate and it also helps truth in radio helps us do what we do. And Susan and Melissa, I just would not do this without them. They're just, they're just a gold mine of information. They come prepared. Uh, they know what they're talking about. They're just good women. What can I say? You oh, guys are awesome. Thank you. Uh, really and truly. I don't know what I'd do without them. So, okay. <laughs> Jeez. 
Oh, I was just uh, looking at vitamin C studies for some some people that have reached out to me, and and uh, there's just so many vitamin C studies, you guys. There's so many vitamin C studies, especially before 2020, that show that it's just such a great thing for respiratory and pneumonia. Anyway, I'm sorry, not totally off topic. I just it's just amazing the lies that are told and the protocols that are given and the situations we find ourselves in. So we're going to have to learn how to really fight, really fight for this. And uh, I, you know, all I can say is this isn't going to be easy, but freedom, another word for nothing left to lose. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) Good gravy. Uh, All right. All right. What you got, Susan? That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Glenn Greenwald wrote a great article on Substack. Which is really funny because he's such a liberal, but he ended up leaving his own publication because they were lying so much. Yes. So you got to give it up for that. That's right. Well, The Intercept, where he started, Mm -hmm. said, um, um, actually, we don't want you publishing some of the things you're publishing that were criticizing the government during this whole COVID thing. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. You're going to edit my stuff out? He's like, oh, he left. no, he left and went over, jumped over to Substack.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wrote an article, the ACLU prior to COVID denounced mandates and coercive measures to fight pandemics. And he wrote the perfect article that showed their old quotes and their new quotes because they wrote an op-ed that said, actually, essentially forcing people to take vaccines mm-hmm. gives you liberty is is a sign of liberty. And he said, what? So he wrote this article and um, he said it was a shock. You know, being a liberal, he would have been a supporter of the ACLU on many things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it said, so this week they defended coercive programs and other mandates from the state in the name of fighting COVID. Quote from the ACLU, far from compromising them, vaccine mandates actually further civil liberties. And Vaccine requirements also safeguard those whose work involves regular exposure to the public. But he said, if you were surprised to see the ACLU heralding civil liberty imperatives of vaccine mandates and vaccine requirements, mm-hmm. um, it said, uh, then you would be, the article begins with this rhetorical question, do vaccine mandates violate civil liberties? Noticing some who have refused vaccines claim as much, and they said, we disagree. And he was just stunned. Like, who are these people? And it goes on and it um, it examines various civil liberties objections to mandate and state coercion. Little things like, you know, body autonomy, freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. And the ACLU says these rights are not absolute. They're and not wait <laughs> for rights to body autonomy. Not to freedom. Absolute. Not not absolute. Not absolute. Gotta love the ACLU. Ugh. Well, uh, <laughs> how did they flip around uh-huh. and become advocates for this kind of government coercion? So here's what he found. He said the ACLU issued its 2008 report to warn, warn, quote, that the worst possible way to respond to a deadly pandemic was through coercion and mandates. And instead, the ACLU said persuasion, voluntary compliance mm-hmm. were both more effective and that the lessons of history, that any time the government officials go, go into coercion and brute force, it's not necessary and it's counterproductive. This is the 2008 report. And it's uh, it's this constructive, persuasive messaging mm-hmm. that is what the whole time should have been the case. No mandates. And that's what they said in 2008. 
And he said, because you don't want policymakers resorting to law enforcement and national security oriented measures that are not only suppress individual rights, but have proven to be ineffective. Right. So they go on and on like this and said it's actually a grave dangers uh, that we're deeply concerned. So part of this is when um, bird flu came out. And so they wrote this 2008 because they were very concerned. Um, but... It said, um, this was the 2008 title, Pandemic Preparedness, the Need for a Public Health, Not a Law Enforcement National Security Approach. They were very, very adamant. And not only was the flu pandemic happening, the avian flu, but there was legislation being passed. And they're like, whoa, let's not rush ahead and start passing legislation to lock these things Um they, they knew this lesson. Too often fears aroused by disease and epidemics have justified abuses of state power. That is the tendency through history. Wow. Stuff arises, state goes crazy. Um, but it said that in this new one, just this week, um, that this is basically a war against, uh, against this disease. But what's happened is that people rather than the disease have become the enemy now which is true. That's Glenn Greenwald saying that. But the ACLU was very, very worried about authoritarian power. Mm-hmm. But now they're justifying it because the disease is so transmissible. <laughs> like they are literally in psychosis mode. They have completely broke with their personality and their values that they've had. I don't know when, they, when the ACLU was founded. It's been decades. Um, so now they are arguing the exact opposite. But here's something interesting, that in 2006, they represented a 27-year-old tuberculosis patient named Robert Daniels. He was involuntarily quarantined in Phoenix, Arizona for disobeying an order by Maricopa County health officials to wear a face mask in public at all times. Mm -hmm. Even once he was released, it turned out he had less severe case of TB than originally assumed. Sheriff Joe Arpaio threatened him. But the ACLU stood up for him and said, you can't just force people like this. Let's persuade him. Let's do something else. Um, Ebola became a thing. And the ACLU 2015 warned against politically motivated, quote, and scientifically unwarranted quarantines, which the report found violated individual rights. So now the ACLU, it's like you can't. The ACLU says in their new uh, op-ed, far from compromising civil liberties, vaccine mandates actually further civil liberties. And they're just, as Glenn Greenwald said, what is, it says we have all the fundamental rights to bodily integrity and to make our own health care decisions, but these rights are not absolute. And Glenn Greenwald said, this is so jarring. What is going <laughs> is. on? That's a good word for it, jarring. What is going on? No, these things are absolute. (laughs) These things are God-given. Oh, my God. So as soon as Glenn Greenwald published this, Mm -hmm. um, a former ACLU lawyer, Margaret Winter, noted in response, it was not just prior to COVID that the ACLU denounced vaccine mandates. Um, Read the ACLU's 2020 position paper passionately and correctly, arguing that vaccine mandates exacerbate racial disparities and Mm -hmm. harm the civil liberties of all. So she was saying this was from May of 2020, warning against serious dangers of immunity passports. And she just said, this wasn't just in the past. This was in 
just a couple months ago, 2020. Jeez. What has happened mm-hmm. to the ACLU? And let me guess, there is money involved. Uh, I'm just guessing. Let's just guess. I'm just guessing. But lots it's, of printed money. Yes, mm-hmm. lots of printed money. Um, they they said any immunity passport system endangers privacy rights by creating a new surveillance infrastructure to collect health data. Amen. Wow. That was you their know, prior position because it is right. logical. Right. You know, there was a bill not too long ago. Was it like a week ago that we were talking about? We kind of mentioned it on the show and it was a bill to have all of these balloons up in the air and in the cities. And it was because, hey, a terrorist might come over to the most heavily militarized country in the world and take over our Internet. So we have to put these balloons up in all the cities. Well, balloons have been around, um, you know, for a long time. And uh, and a couple of years ago, they really tried to start getting them out. So because what they really are are um, absorbing because they're not they're not man driven. It's all driven by computers. These balloons that go up in the air, and they can detect what's going on in a city, everywhere. I mean, in instant fashion. Okay. And so the bill was done by all these no-name, 15 no-name, you've-never-heard-of-them people in government in Congress, okay? These people uh, introduced the bill. There's no text to the bill. I no saw text, that. right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then you start to really look at, at what's going on. And guess what, folks? Israel's doing the same exact thing. All these other countries. Because I started looking. I wanted to know if what's going around in the world around the world they are all going oh hey we have these balloons and these balloons go up and they keep an eye on everybody we'll know if somebody's protesting now in our country we'll know if you know somebody's congregating in our country it is oh no it's for the wireless in case it goes down it delivers wireless i'm like you have got to be kidding me so Go, I'll, I'll, I'll post more about this, but all around the world, they're, they're signing off on stuff that puts their, that gives it to their own country, but at least they're saying, well, this is to spy. Okay. Um, this is to take in data. This is to spy on people, um, you know, kind of, you know, eye in the sky, but over here it's for wireless. It's just sickening and no text to a bill really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they want them over all the cities. In America. They want them over all the cities. And I wrote on my paper, for some reason it came to mind, Iron Curtain. So do you remember when the Berlin Wall went up? The people in East Berlin said it went up overnight. Mm -hmm. They woke up one day and they were trapped. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's starting to feel like. The government mafia. We know Nancy Mm -hmm. Pelosi was raised in a government mafia family. And uh, now we have this Iron Curtain, eye in the sky, trapped yeah between the earth and the eye right so anybody congregates anybody gets together anybody protests in a big way why what's coming that's what's coming that they would need balloons over every city in america this is getting ridiculous right well i think they want to pick us off one by one they got the the january 5th people yeah and i think this is um, and they just keep thinking if we just ratchet it up Mm-hmm. more they mm-hmm. will eventually break like a yeah. fever obama used this metaphor if the fever yeah. rises it eventually will break that's what they think of us will break i don't think so Catherine engelbright is not breaking anytime um, soon well and there's a lot of people and uh we're more massive and bigger than these that control the show so you know we have got to just <laughs> 
figure out ways, figure out ways. Like if I ever came on the show and said, I'm all for the vaccine, you would know that something, something was, was wrong. wrong. Yeah. That well, something was wrong. I mean, we need to develop language, maybe. We need to develop some way of communicating because what I kept thinking about when I was re- when I was sif- sifting through this information on the on the big balloons going up, I thought, um, they don't want us to communicate because you were going to talk last week about Facebook coming in and it could even change your yes. post, right? Yes, could this m- law passed it. in Australia yeah, that went course. through in 24 hours that said yeah. they could delete or add things too and it was for five eyes so all of the countries will be able to do it all okay. the all the english-speaking countries so um it, all i kept thinking was was what are we going to do when we can't communicate we can't go back to homing pigeons what are we going to do <laughs> to communicate we have we have got to start getting very very smart and thinking of ways um to deal with this cascade Mm-hmm. of infiltration by the government and spying um, and all for reasons that they're pointing to different things and not, you know, telling us what they're doing, of course, all decept- deceptive. But we have to start really understanding what we're going to do and have talks with your families about what happens if I mean, just go through the if game, you know, and develop some sort of game plans, because I don't I don't want to be the deer in the headlights. You know, we've been deer in the headlights for a long time and we got to stop doing that. Uh, Susan, thank you. You're so That was welcome. great. That was great. A lot of info. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, tomorrow I do Alex Jones' show. I host there. And then on our show, it's uh, the doctor that spoke to the school board. He's going to be on the show. I've got Chris Ann Hall and I've got Jonathan from Ireland. Uh, that's going to be amazing, too, because he's such a, a freedom fighter for America. And he'll be over in this country speaking locally. So he'll be in studio with me. And you'll love that as well tomorrow, last hour. So be faithful. Be fearless. See you see here tomorrow. And then on Friday, Rebecca Roth, two hours, the national show. You're not going to want to miss that one. Rebecca Roth's fifth book on 9-11. Be, uh, anyway, see you tomorrow.